Hello everyone. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week Jeff Glover and his coaches dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate. With Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined by Thomas Elrod, where he is sharing the path to listing excellence. Now, let's hear from Jeff and Thomas. So, when I look at these 13 traits, my first order of business is okay, at this retreat, we're gonna make sure we spend three and a half days helping everyone to become great listing agents. And we're going to do that through conversations about lead generation. We're going to talk about lead follow-up. We're going to talk about presenting, the actual presentation, handling objections, presenting price, getting more business and and follow-up after the sale. We're going to go into all of that, but I also look for, instead of me just up here sharing with you what we're doing, I also want to find people in other parts of the country who are succeeding at those traits as well. And so not everyone's going to check all 13 boxes, but let me tell you, when I was looking at our interview and panelist uh, selections, I had, that, I, had the na- I had the list of about 50 names, by the way, which it goes from 50 down to 40, down to 30, and so forth, and I had to the left this list, and I just went through, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, but they sold a lot of homes in the first year. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, maybe another event. Let's, let's give them some more time. Let's keep an eye on them. They're not ready for our stage at this point. We need people that are proven as it relates to listing property right now. And they need to check at least nine or ten of these 13 boxes. And so know that every time I put someone on stage, we vet them, we interview them, we go check the reviews. They don't even know this half the time, but we call their brokerage and say that, that you know, we're considering them for our stage. Would you approve them coming on our stage? Would you endorse that? And can we verify how many listings did they take last year? Everyone's vetted before they get up here. And so our first interview is a very unique one because I would say this was are, you know, through the years, and you get this, some of our agents in our coaching programs that, Jeff, what do I do? You know, somebody in my town, you know, wants me to, you know, hire, you know, they want to hire me as their coach. Well, my first question is, is that something you're going to enjoy? Because if you're doing it for the money, forget it, because you're not going to enjoy coaching if you're doing it for the money. Is the money good being a coach? Sure it is. The good, it's a good ROI in your time, but it's not going to be worth it. You're not going to enjoy it. So why are you doing it? If the answer is, to help impact people and get them to the next level, then that's good. But if it's just to add a side, have a side hustle or make a few extra bucks here and there, don't do it. So when, when um, we first made the decision that we were going to do something with Glover U, there was nothing official. I don't even think it was called Glover U at the time. And I had an opportunity to bring on what would be our probably first coaching client before it even existed. And this particular individual was you know, growing in his business, but also having struggles and challenges like everybody else. And it was a referral, actually. Somebody that that I had worked with in the past said, you need to call Jeff and see if he'll coach you. And by by the way, at the time, I hadn't really been coaching anyone, just a few people on the side here and there for a month or two. And he said, no, I want to coach with you. 
I said, okay, well, I guess I got to put like a contract and all this stuff together. I mean, I understood the concept of coaching because I was coaching for my brokerage and, and I learned how to coach other agents in our brokerage. And so what's fascinating is through the years, I've watched this individual take what I've taught with blind faith and just implement it. And he did it himself for several years. And then what's really cool is I watched him teach other people how to do it. No, no, no. This is how I do it. We do it together. You lead by example. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to take what Jeff's teaching us with blind faith. And we're just going to do it. Now, he'll probably tell you, like, I didn't even really know any better. I didn't care. I was just, I was just taking what you said, you know, the gospel. Half the things I would tell him on our coaching call, I didn't even know if they would work. And he would still do them. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you'll, what you're going to see in the next uh, minute or so when we bring him out is this is an individual who took our system, which didn't even exist at the time. Really, it was just, you know, we'll call it the Jeff Glover team system or whatever, and implemented everything with blind faith and saw massive growth in his business, I think from 27 uh, units to over 100 in one year, which you'll see that, you know, it's on the little floor sticky things, and then turned around and ended up building a business and teaching others how to do the same. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming to the stage Mr. Thomas Elrod. Thomas, come on up. What's up, buddy? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. All right. So we lost lighting. They'll bring it back. Now, I was told that these were only rated to 250 pounds. You're good, but I don't know about me. I've put on a few. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. We're good. So, Thomas, why don't you first start off? I've got a list of questions that I want to ask you. But for those that don't know you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, prior to real estate, getting involved in real estate. Just take it from the beginning. All right, I'm Thomas Elrod, Charlotte, North Carolina. I am in the Keller Williams Ballantyne office for those that are KW. And I, before I got into real estate and, and got my license in April of 2010, I was in the car business. So I worked in a family business, a General Motors franchise, and had done that basically all my life uh, from about 13 years of age until 31, 32. And, and then, of course, the, the market crashed in 2009. And, General Motors became Government Motors and shut down 3,000 car dealers all at once. And we were one of those dealers. And uh, I had to decide whether I wanted to go work for another dealer or do something different. And so I started buying property in my early 20s and I bought several rental, rentals through from 2002 to 2006, seven. And I figured, well, since I own rental properties, I might as well just get my real estate license so I know a little bit about real estate, mm -hmm. right? And so I don't do anything dumb. And, and so that's what I did. Went and got my license and joined the KW office and I've been there ever since. Got it. So question, I do want to know, and I know it's not something we talked about on the phone, what, what number one skill would you say that you learned in car sales? Because I don't care what sales, if you come from a sales background, you're learning skills, you're learning traits that you can use in real estate. What would you say is the number one skill you learned in car sales that you brought to real estate? Well, you talked about a little bit earlier. It's, it's when to water ski in conversation versus when to scuba dive, right? What does and, that mean? Well, we go through, we're always selling. We're always selling, whether it's our significant other, our kids, our family, our friends. 
And there's always things that I'm really looking for when I want to take the conversation to emotion. And it's, it's motivation, it's time frame, and it's decision makers. And when we start talking about those things, that's when I start to scuba dive into that conversation and ask five or six questions that go really, really deep. Got it. Everything else is water skiing. Got it. So the script is the water skiing. Right. And the scuba diving is the questions within the questions. Correct. And so you would say that that, that is a trait that you learned in the car business For sure. that maybe doesn't exist enough in real estate. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree okay. with that. Got it. And so um, fast forward to when you got your license and, and you started selling. I know the first year probably wasn't the easiest for you like it is for many of us. I sold three houses my first year. Okay. Why didn't you quit? <sighs> it was a new challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I'd done pretty well in the car business and I, I just wanted something different and I really had a passion for real estate sales. And, and real estate in general. I mean, when we sold cars, somebody would buy a $70,000 Denali brand new. When the four tires left the parking lot, it dropped down to forty-five grand. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to sell a depreciating asset mm-hmm. versus a property that is going to go up over time and there's tax benefits and appreciation, depreciation, yep. and all those things. So it was actually an easier sell for me. Got it. And I enjoyed it. Yep. So your, your second year, you did okay. I think we, we wrote down... Uh, you had 27 sales your second year. Mm-hmm. That's not about right. Sounds about right. And and what was? How did we get connected? Because that's when we got connected, right around your second year or so. Yeah, yeah. So Leslie Williams, which I'm, I saw her last night, so I know yeah. she's in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie was our team leader at our Keller Williams Ballantyne office, and she knew she and I got to know each other, and she kind of figured out my style and the way I learned to to make phone calls was when I first got in the car business. One of the things that I had to do was the dealer gave me the phone book and said, I want you to call A to Z, everybody in town. Start at the beginning and go through it. Yep. And I got very comfortable doing that. And being in the car business and people knowing me for that business, it was really hard to switch to real estate because everyone knew me as a car guy. Yeah. So I had to go call strangers mm-hmm. because my friends and family, they wouldn't buy from me because yep. they're like, well, he's a new, he's a he's new guy. guy. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's a car guy. Yep. I don't know anything about sales. Yep. And so I went to Leslie and I said, Leslie, I need someone who can coach me uh, down that path. Mm-hmm. And she said, I got the perfect guy for you. His name is Jeff Glover. And I remember I called you mm-hmm. and said, hey, we haven't met yet, and I'm not even sure if you can help me out or not. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, hey, I, I need a coach. And you know, I want to I step back for a moment because at the time we were a little younger, mm-hmm. and you were, you're seven years younger than me. Yep. So I had to get rid of my, my ego, yep. right? Edging God out, that's what I say ego stands for, or um, eliminating growth opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to come to you and say, hey, I want to learn from somebody who's younger but yep. knows this business and is, has proven it, using picking up the 500-pound phone and making calls. And this was 2012, I believe, right, that we had that first conversation? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. And so what happened from there? How'd the call go? Call, I said, I want to come shadow you, for, shadow you first. I want, and you said, well, come on to Detroit. And I remember it was, it was March the 4th. I'm sorry, it was February the 4th, 2013. Okay. And I flew into Detroit early that morning and uh, came to your office when we, you started prospecting. And I was walking around. The energy was awesome. There were yep. bells ringing. There was music going. Yep. And I just loved it immediately. Like, I fell in love with this guy. It was like a bromance all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and 
I felt it too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still feels it to this day, right? It's <laughs> uh, so you said, hey, let's go on a couple of consultations, presentations. Because yeah. I was going on an appointment a day. Yeah. And it just so happened it wasn't staged, it wasn't scripted. I had two appointments to go on that you day. You had two to go on that day. Mm -hmm. And it, I remember it so well because it was Super Bowl Monday. And we went to that first consultation, and we walk in, and the guy is still hammered from the night before. I mean, yeah. he, was, he, was, mm -hmm. he was gone, right? Mm -hmm. And Jeff would not sign a contract with him because he wasn't in the right state of mind. And I remember we walked out the door, and you said, well, that didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. And, well, let's make the best use of it. And I remember Jeff looked, and he says, you see that house over there? That's a $15,000 doorbell ring. So you see that one right there? That's a $12,000 doorbell ring. You see that one right there? That's a $9,000 doorbell ring. We might as well use, the, use our time. We're here. And we're suited up. We're here. We're suited up. Let's go. Yep. And to me, at that moment, I knew you were my guy. Mm -hmm. It was that easy. So the opportunity to take that listing was gone, but we were going to make the best use of our time. Correct. And so we just went door knocking. Yep. Right? Yep. Do you remember the script, or can you paraphrase the script you were using? That we were using? Yeah, I remember you said, hey, I'm, I'm talking with your neighbor down the street, and he's thinking yep. about selling. Yep. And typically when you list one house, two or three more are going to go on the market. Yep. And would you like for yours to be one of them? Yeah. And, and that was it. Yeah, so the, 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 that particular script, which has been around for a long time, is very effective because of the reticular activator, right? If, if, if you notice you buy a new car, next thing you know, you see that car everywhere on the street. The reason why it's timely when a new listing comes on the market is because if somebody was thinking of selling and having conversations about selling and they see a sign go up in the yard, then that's going to trigger someone to have a conversation about selling, yep. and, which is why circle prospecting exists. That's why you hear people talk about, oh, I do just listed calls or I do just sold calls it's very effective because chances are someone around that house is going to be moving sometime soon and that house being for sale is going to trigger someone to talk about it and you're going to get responses like hey funny you should stop by we actually were thinking about making a move yep. and it had a lot to do with because Tuesday the sign went in the ground or whatever that's right? correct that's now correct. in that particular case it wasn't a new listing it was a waste of time quite honestly but we were there so we were going to make the best of it that is correct so we went what about 10 to the left 10 to the right, 10 to the right 20, 20 across the street. street. And that's where I learned that from Jeff, and we implement that to this day mm -hmm. when we take a listing. That's yep. one of our closes with the seller. Yep. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you give me permission, we're going to let your neighbors know immediately by going and knocking a few doors, and yep. they get to choose their next, their next neighbor. Isn't yep. that great? Yep, that's right. And by the way, what does it display to the baton or the, 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 the rest of the neighborhood? That you're a hardworking agent. Yep. You understand, in 2022... People perceive someone going to the door as a hard-working sales professional. Why? Because now we're hit with so much left and right that people are actually starting to, to respect the traditional methods again. A perfect example of this, and I've, I shared this at one of our other events, I think it was in Orlando, um, when Nordstrom came out and made an announcement that they were dialing back their social media budget and putting more into direct mail. You notice over the last couple of years, you might have gotten more direct mail from Nordstrom. That was intentional because their study or their research or their marketing team found that people are less responsive to, 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 to Nordstrom advertising on social media versus getting something in the mailbox because it feels more personal. personal. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so that's what door knocking does. Door knocking feels a little bit more personal. It is. Less likely to slam the door in your face because you're there, you're making a great impression. Yeah. And I think sellers, I mean, they, they're looking for a proactive agent, not a reactive agent. Mm -hmm. Right? And there's a big difference. And it's, it's, it's one of the great closes. If you guys aren't using it, 
to, 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 to get them to sign that paperwork, just go ahead and let them know you're going to start working for them immediately, right, yeah. after, you, right after you walk out of their door. Yep. Yes. Yep. Love that. Yes. So we went on appointment number two. Yeah. And? And so we went on appointment number two, and we're, we're walking up to the door, and I smell this uh, the stench. And uh, now this was 2013. So yeah. this wasn't like legal. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I don't think this was legal uh, or maybe they had just started it. But I, all I know is we walk in and there's a family inside and the kids are playing on no, the floor. No, in Michigan, it was not legal. Was it not? Last year. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. Wow. Yeah. Did not even know that. So we walk in and the, as soon as the door shut, the smell went away. And we were sitting there. Jeff went through his presentation and, and, they, and we were going to walk through the house a little bit. They said, well, you can't go downstairs in the basement. Mm -hmm. And Jeff said, well, why not? And they said, well, we, we just got some things going on down in there. Well, it turns out they had a grow operation going on. And they were pumping the smell to the outside. To the outside through the, yeah. it, it was the craziest thing. So uh -huh. one guy was drunk. The other people are growing weed. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, this is definitely Detroit. What right? kind of clientele does this guy have? <laughs> Yeah, what kind of clients do you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. People you don't know, that's what you're going to find. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So um, did we get that listing? Do you remember what happened there? Uh, I re yeah, you did sign the listing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you sold it. That one. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and to me, I was like, this is actually fun. Like, yeah. I'm going to go back and do this in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So later that night, did we go back to the office? What, what did we do after yeah. that? And uh, we had some sort of debrief. Basically, what were some of the... Continue. Yeah, we went. We went back to the office. You actually got back on the phones. I learned that from you as well. Yep. Even starting when, end the day yeah, with it. Yeah, starting in the day, mm -hmm. right? Eight to eleven, four to seven. Yep. Come back, and and those that do, right? That's that's the extra twenty percent that I, I think I think we we all put in eighty percent. Uh, I think that's our that's our that's our uh, yeah. license to play. Yeah, but it's that extra twenty percent yeah. that makes makes us yeah. epic or have that unreal life as Jeff mm -hmm. talks about. Mm -hmm. And it's doing the things that you don't want to do yeah. uh, is that 20%. And when you run to the things that you don't want to do, that is where your growth gets accelerated really yeah. quickly. Well, my policy was I always start in my day with prospecting. Mm -hmm. So I don't go home until I at least do some lead follow-up, maybe go back to the expires. And I treat it as kind of like a bonus, although I will tell you I almost always went back to the expires because there's a lot that I didn't reach from the morning. But sometimes that was at 5.30, sometimes it was at 6, sometimes it was It didn't matter what time it was. I started the day with it, and I ended the day with it, even if I had an appointment to go on. You know, people are like, you're going to go back to the office? That's like out of the way to go home. Right. Well, how bad do you want it? Yep. What price are you willing to pay? Right. If, you don't, if you're not willing to pay the price, then you don't want it that bad. Don't tell me your goal and how bad you want it unless you're willing to pay the price. You're not willing to pay the price? I guess you didn't want it that bad. And that's when it goes back to the live on real formula, understanding why it is you want it. And that's kind of what I learned from you is if, if, you, if you do what is easy in life, life will be hard. And if you do what is hard in life, life will be easy. And I just watched you. I mean, Jeff didn't fly me up here. He didn't pay for me to come. Uh, maybe you should have, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you got a free ticket. Our <laughs> panelists, by the way, they get free VIP tickets for being up here. But he, he's, not, he's not paying me to say any of this, but Leslie Williams and Jeff Glover, they changed my life and they changed a lot of uh, my friends and family and teammates' lives that are sitting in this audience. And uh, I mean, I, I can't, I, I'm so grateful. Yeah. And, I and I did do exactly what you said. Yeah, so let's fast forward. We started working together because mm -hmm. if I'm in the audience, I mean, you went from 27, and of course, this is a self-serving statement, so let me just get this out here. You went from 27 before me and 128 after me. Yep. 
Actually, a lot, so, lot more than that. Aside from me taking some credit for that, which I shouldn't take credit for it because you had the hard part, honestly, if I'm in the audience, I'm wondering, okay, what is it that you implemented? Like, what did you, how, did, how did you go from 27 to 128 in one year? So the second morning you picked me up on that, on that Tuesday mm-hmm. after our fun ride around on Monday, um, I remember you picked me up at... Well, did we do anything Monday night? Did we go have some fun? Because we were like... We did. It was a few years ago. We did. Where did we go? We went and had dinner. Uh, we could see the Canadian border, that restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. fa- fabulous. Yep. Fabulous night. Joe Muir is called. Jo- yep. Yeah, and it was awesome. And then the next morning you picked me up. I stayed at the Weston Book Cadillac. Yep. Is that right? Downtown. Yeah, I love that place. That was yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he picks me up, he says, hey, I'm, we're, we're, we, have our, we have our call, our morning call. So just shut up for a minute, basically. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what he said. And so you started the call, and I listened, and I was like, "We've got to, we got to implement this immediately." And nine and a half years later, we still, we had it this morning. Mm-hmm. It's called a "Tell Me Something Good" call. We call it "Tell Me Something Good" call. I like Chaka Khan and Rufus, you know, "Tell Me Something Good." So that's how we started. And same thing. How many contacts did you make? How many appointments did you set? How many presentations did you do? How many contracts did you write? And how many nurtures did you put in the data bank? And by the way, having that call every single day, you're setting, uh, you're setting a tone. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a standard, because some people will say, well, what happens when, Jeff, your agents go like three or four days without an appointment? Well, it's common, okay? Not everyone wants to sell 100 homes. So if our agents have a goal to sell 50, then they might only have one or two appointments per week. So it's pretty common that they'll go two or three or days in a row without an appointment. But what you're doing is you're creating a culture you're creating an environment where it's just expected that for in the business, we're going to be talking about who did you go see today? Yep. Oh, you didn't see someone today. All right, that's cool. You'll, you'll get it tomorrow. Go see two people tomorrow tomorrow to make up for it. Yeah, I mean, in this business, you're not going to be successful every day. Mm-hmm. But by doing this business every day, you're going to be successful. And we, 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 I say it all the time, we start every day at zero. Yeah, we'll do our, we'll do our tell me something good call. And then as soon as we get into the office, we begin our rev up session at 745 we, uh, we, we say something that we're grateful for. It can be personal and professional. We say a prayer, and then we go into scripts and role play and, and dialogues and call calibrations and, and any things that we need to focus on, depending on the, uh, the, the, the day of the month that it is. Yep. Like the 1st, the 16th, and the, and the 31st, we are hitting expired scripts all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're practicing. And so, um, and then we're on the phones at 8.30. And we actually have these green lights that turn on on our ceiling, and that means that Sales cannot talk to operations. Operations can't talk to sales. So as soon as those lights go on, it's, it's time to, to go into our, our, our new yep. business development. I don't like to call it prospecting. I call it new business development, developing relationships. And we go into that, and we focus on, how, we, we basically say we have no listings. We have no buyers and sellers under contract. We are, we are first day in the business. Zero. Yep. Yes, sir. So we'll get to some of the stuff that you guys are doing now. Let's go back to that year and the, the couple years during the period when you, you were having that you know, that massive growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did you change? What did you implement? Or what, what was it specifically that you took from, which the, there wasn't even a Glover U system at the time. It was just, you know, the Jeff Glover sales system. Yeah, in fact, it. I brought your contract. Oh, yeah? It's probably worth some money. That's like a little one-pager here. <laughs> yeah. and it It's says, expired, so don't think you can get the same. One-on-one coaching with Jeff Glover. <laughs> no way. Can we get a zoom in on that? They, they can probably zoom in on that. Hold and up. I got my coaching journal from, says Jeff Glover, February 15th, 2013. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was. Let me see this thing. And, and, and Jeff gave me two options, by the way. Oh, you can hold it up. They're zooming in on it. Are we? Yeah. 
Yeah, wow, okay, so it's got the benefits there. Stuff that I've just kind of made up off the top of my head. Well, I, I gotta provide some benefits, right? Yeah, yeah, he are, he are it. I'm sure. He ripped off and duplicated it, but uh, it, it, it's definitely. And you wish to enroll in plan A. So what is plan A or B? So plan A was 750 a month for six six month commitment, which to me, I was like, whew. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, and then plan B was 500 a month for a six-month commitment and receive 30-minute call with Jeff every other week. And you had the option, though. I could pay up front all say, of it. Yeah, you had the option to pay up front right. or pay monthly. Correct. And I think I was giving you a discount to pay up front. Yep. And you chose the monthly. Why? Well, I actually said to you, no, I said, I said hey, Jeff, I said, I'm going to write you a check for the whole six months. If I can get the discount, and he says, "No, we don't do that. We oh, don't that's do that what plan it was. anymore." I'm sorry, I confuse it. Go yeah, tell the story. You said we don't we don't do that plan. It to yeah, me. you said we don't do that plan anymore. And I said, uh, "Well, why not?" And you said, "Which, by the way, he was the f- first coaching client, so obviously, I had to sound like I've been doing this for a while." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. He says we don't do that plan anymore. He says that's because I've, I've found that when you write one check and you do it one time, that you don't feel the same pain as writing that check every single month. And he was so on point. Yeah. Writing that $750 check every month, I did everything he told me to do verbatim. Well, it's the same reason. There's actually another lesson in that, and that is anytime you have vendors or or people that you pay money to in exchange for leads or marketing or technology or services or whatever, you always have a a once-a-month meeting with them to where if you can write a physical check, now I get it, some, you know, they're all credit card, automatic, and so forth, but you have a once a month, I'll never forget, you know, our first, this is probably where I got it from, because that was around the time when I was doing a little bit of radio advertising, and I, and I told our radio reps, no, 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 you're going to come and see me once a month, and you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up, remember when you start a business, the big checkbook? Oh, yeah. I'm going to open up the big checkbook. Big ledger. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to open up the checkbook, and, and you're going to watch me write the check, and we're going to have a conversation about the performance because I wanted them to feel how small of a business this really is and, and how painful it is for me to write this check. And here you go. Let's have a better month than last month. Yep. And in this particular case, it was painful to you to write the check every single month. So you asked me if you could just pay in full. Yep. And I responded with no because yep. I needed to be painful every month for you. Yeah, yeah. Which and, and most I, people would choose the check in full. Like, Give me your money. Come on, right? Right, right. No, right. I, I wanted it to be painful for you. And it was, and and it was the it was it was the best money that I, that I've ever spent in coaching. And I'm not. He didn't pay me to say that. It is so true. And I've done lots of coaching programs. And that's why we're back. We we came back. I brought I brought some of our team, our top listing agents and director of sales and and um, our director of operations and, and recruiting and retention. And we're back because the market is back to where it was. It's funny, this book is almost 10 years old, and it's the exact same stuff that we need to be doing in 2022, 2023, and beyond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you saying that, and it's great to see how – go ahead. Well, and I want to – before I forget, you asked me what got me focused, and – She's in the audience. Her name's Mimi Hasu, mm-hmm. uh, and she was my executive assistant. I hired her November the 6th, 2012, and now she's our, our CEO of, of all of our companies, and, and she is a boss. And you get a chance to talk to Mimi uh, Hasu. She's amazing. And one of the things that she did was she, she took my cell phone as soon as I would walk in, and she would not give it back to me until 11.01 a.m. And I didn't check emails. 
I didn't, you know, if the house is on fire, the neighbor's going to call 911. There are no emergencies in real estate. And, and I figured that out pretty quickly. And, and I just built, I built a, a bunker. I built a moat around my, my weaknesses, or I like to call them areas of opportunity. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's one of the very important things. I mean, we live in the most distracted time in society. And I call our cell phones, I call them dream stealers because a lot of times they're still in our dreams. And I actually shared with our team uh, last Tuesday in team meeting, I said, did you realize that if you spend two hours a day on your phone times 365 days a year, that's 730 hours. If you divide that, or 730 hours, you divide that by 24 hours, that's 30 days. Uh, That's one month that you're sitting there on your phone at two hours a day. Hmm. And the only time I'm on my phone is if if I'm doing new business development Yep. Negotiating. Yep. I don't spend much time on fake book or any of that stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I just found something fascinating here. The minute the paycheck becomes more important than the next deal, you will get by. You'll never have a consistent income, though. Yeah. And underneath that, you wrote out, I understand that you want to buy out or back out. Buying a home is a big decision. And I'm going to do everything I can to help you get out of this deal. Yes. We were yeah. having conversations around, hey, what do you do when clients want to back out? Yep. You let them. Yes, you let them. You don't They'll have commission breath. You treat them. That's yeah. right. I talk about yep. commission breath a lot. Yeah. And that's the worst thing in the world. And, and, and clients can smell that a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fascinating stuff in here. Yeah. So what was, when you think about the stuff that you wrote on our calls and the lessons learned, what were some other ones that really stand out to you? What was it about the pie? The reward is in the routine mm-hmm. and um, the fortune's in the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, and uh, consistency is far more uh, more important than intensity. Yep. And I remember it was one. It was like our second call, third call. He said, "You said how many listings do you have?" And I said, "Like four. And he, you said, "We got to get to fifty as quick as possible. We got to get the pie bacon. We got to get signs in the yard." Yeah. And and now said you got to create a problem. Yes, we got to create a problem. It'll yep. force me to solve that problem. I remember yep. that conversation mm-hmm. and not being attached to the outcome. Like there's so many things that this guy. Like, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, what does the pie baking thing mean? Well, now we look at every pie baking means that listings make babies. And we, we, we look at it from a standpoint of there's six opportunities, six checks that you can get from one listing. Listings make babies. Yes. Six of them. Six of listing. them. Okay. You ready? Everybody ready? Seller sells. The seller buys. You can they refer a friend. Sign calls. Open houses. And internet leads. And seven would be they come back and buy later. And they come back and buy later. Or sell later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we focus on that. Our objective is to get six paychecks from one listing. And we have a whole system around it. And uh, Brian Boger, my director of sales, and, and, and Mimi, they, they run that system, and it yeah. runs really, really well. Okay, so let's, fo- let's fast forward to, to, well, what did the pie baking thing mean? 50 listings? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I got to get the pie bacon. I mean, yeah. right? List to last, sell to survive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and there's an old, you know, y'all heard it buyers are liars and, and sellers are yellers, right? Yep. And I'd rather have someone yelling at me than lying to me. Yeah. So I, I'm, all about the, I'm yeah. all about the listings. And, yeah. They'll and yell at you for sure. I don't mind that. It's better than someone lying to me. Yeah. Right? So before I get to today, last question I have on that, and you might have to give this a second of thought because did, we didn't talk about this. What was one of the hardest lessons that you learned during those early years or one of the harder conversations that we had that you remember? I remember you talking about taking care of my, my personal health mm-hmm. and 
and you, it was like you could read my mind, and, and we, were, we were talking about that, you know, I'll make a bunch of money, and then I'll work out when I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And you, you said to me, you said, you, you can't not be attached to that outcome. You've got to focus on your health, yep. right? Like, like, like um, Matt talked about earlier today about putting your oxygen mask on first before you can help the person beside you. Yes. Well, because when you're happier with yourself, you're more effective. Right. Right. The happier you are with yourself, the more effective you are in person. Correct. So it's proven. And, and you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. And, I mean, obviously we're not in the best shape. <laughs> we could be in better shape. Right. But we still work out every day. We break a sweat every day. You know, maybe we enjoy a few extra steaks sure. here and there that we should. Yep. Uh, but the point is, is that the, the happier you are, the better you feel the more productive you'll actually be, the better at conversion mm-hmm. you'll actually be. And some people don't kind of connect those two dots. Yes. And it's a real thing. Yep. So let's fast forward to today. Now, you know, when I think of your, your team and the production that you guys are having, you're very prospecting-based or business development-based, but also quite a bit of marketing. So can you walk us through, like, a typical day with your team? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're definitely prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced, where a lot of people are marketing based and prospecting enhanced, mm-hmm. and that will not work in, in, in every kind of market. Next market, the value of marketing actually drops. Correct. And the value of being able to prospect goes up. Hear Correct. that, yes. please. Yes. In the next market, the value of marketing declines. The value of prospecting increases. So, you know, your billboards don't get the same responses, your social media ads don't get the same amount of leads, your radio ads don't get the same amount of calls. In a softer market, the ROI in advertising declines, and the need for prospecting increases. Correct. So why not start now? It's here. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and we've kept the same. You've always adopted that. We do the same exact thing since 2013 when, yep. I, when I hired you. Mm-hmm. We, we, like I said, we get, we get together in the morning, we, we, we rev up, mm-hmm. and we do our call, and then we get on the phones from 8.30 to 11, 11.30, and we're doing all new business development. And then after that, we're doing follow-ups. And, and you guys are like the same thing we did, right, uh, and do, of course, with our newer agents, role-playing, script yep. practice. I mean, you're doing that every day. Yes. Like, that's part of your environment. Yeah, and call calibrations. I don't think there's enough talked about in this industry of, of, of going and listening to your calls and all the fillers, the ums, the yeah. uhs, the uncertainty, yeah. right? You wouldn't, have a, you wouldn't have a surgeon operate on you who's uncertain. Yep. And I think we need to do more of that. I, I see that that's a, that's a, 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 it's uncharted territory for most people. They don't want to even hear themselves. Yeah. And that's actually where the gold is in listening to, to your calls and, yes. and, and call calibrations. And like you said, tonality, yep. downswing, upswing, mirror and yep. matching, all of that. There's a reason why we finish listing mastery with the attendees of that program have the opportunity to send their listing video in. Mm-hmm. I record it. I review it. For my most recent students, you'll get it back. I know you're still waiting on it. Trust me, it's coming. But I review it, and I take notes on their presentation. Right. Well, whether you hire us or not in that program, somebody else needs to see it and say, do you realize how often you say um? Or do you realize how often you, you move, around, move about in your chair, or you fidget, or you tap your pen? These are things that you don't notice that when you see on, on film, it's like a real thing. It's a, it's a real right? thing. So yes. when you, I can make a recommendation. When you, when you do this, you record a listening presentation, you watch it for the first time, okay? Um, close up the house, lock all the doors, draw, draw all the drapes, get everything down, 
all right? Be by yourself, okay? Grab some popcorn and, and get ready for a few laughs, okay? Yeah. And make sure no one's there to watch it with you. Right. And then you can share it with other people. Correct, right? correct. So you guys take that to heart, obviously, the skill development. Big time. Uh, what else is, you know, in a typical day, what else are you working on in your company? Um, it's it's all about results, mm-hmm. and we're looking. We're about a sixty five percent listing base, thirty five percent buyer base, which we, is why you're up here. We love that balance. Yep. Right. And if we're not on consults, we're we're back we're back generating business. We're yep. back bringing deals together and brokering. By the way, how many deals will you guys do this year? Um, two fifty, three hundred, two hundred fifty to three hundred. Yep. And what's that volume? It'll be a hundred million. Hundred million. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a good year. Yeah. So um, talk to us a little bit about the marketing side of it. I know that you've always been, you know, prospecting based and marketing enhanced. Um, what are some of the things you guys do as it relates to marketing? Well, or, or what would you say you nail? We nail, we nail reviews. We have over 1,500 Google reviews. We're the number one team in North and South Carolina for, for Google reviews, mm-hmm. uh, 600 on Zillow. And, and, and you can tell they're heartfelt. Yep. And our operations team, our back end, they, they nail the client experience. We, yeah. we, we talk about the promise. Yep. Big fan of Mike Hicks. That um, We've had him on our stage. Before. Have you? Mm-hmm. And we, everything is, is around the promise mm-hmm. in our company. In fact, the theme for our 2022 year is delivering on the promise and okay. making it. So that, tell us what the promise is for the, those that haven't heard it. The promise is, is when they become a client, when they become part of the high performance real estate advisors family, that we're going to make this experience like experience that they've never experience that they've ever had unless they've gone to Ritz Carlton so or like Disney a, World. Maybe like an unreal one, perhaps. Like an unreal one. Okay, yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> like an unreal experience. We need to add that, Brian. And an and, experience so amazing it's almost unbelievable. Go ahead and write that one. Yeah, yeah. And and when we do that, we're gonna ask for one thing uh, between now and closing. Okay. What is that? We're gonna ask for two referrals of friends and family, coworkers that are looking to buy or sell okay. in the next 90 days. So how do you set that up? Do you say like, hey, you know, my business is based on referrals, I could use your help? How do you, yeah, how we, do you set that up? Yeah, we let them know it's the lifeline of our business and we can't stay in business if we don't have referrals. And if by closing we have not gotten a referral from the client, then we're gonna ask on, on how we could have delivered better on the promise. And it, it, it works really well. So you'll, you'll, you'll essentially, kind of call them out or hold them accountable mm-hmm. to say, hey, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a month. We haven't received any referrals from you. Um, is there something we did wrong? Correct. And they even sign a document that says that they're going to give us two referrals at the, at the presentation, buyer or seller. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's presented in a way that, you know, obviously you're not holding them to it per, per se, but you're, you, we have an understanding. We have a promise. Correct. That I'm going to do my part if you do your part. Does Correct. that sound fair? That, yep. And because it's such a high promise, I could see most people not having a problem with that. No, they don't. They don't. Yep. They don't. So um, talk to us a little bit about, I know one thing that, that you guys do very well, which you know, will probably shock most of the audience, and that is you're really good at protecting your commissions. Very good at protecting our commissions. So your commission rate... Your average commission rate in 2021 was what? On the listing side, it was 4.29 percent. 4.29 percent to to us. Company. Yep, on 160 closed listings. 4.29 percent. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, how do you get 4.29 percent when everyone else is getting two, two and a half, three? What are you doing differently to justify that? We just asked for it. 
Okay. So how would you present that to someone when they say, well, wait a minute, we just had, we just had ABC Real Estate out, and you know, they're offering it for, for this percentage. How come you're a percent higher? Well, first thing I'd say is, can, can I see ABC Realty's marketing plan? Let's compare marketing plans, right? Let's be sure we're comparing apples to apples and not oranges to apples. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we, we, we just tell them, hey, this, if you want ABC, let's look at statistics. Let's do a realtor report card. Let's pull their numbers and see what they do versus what we do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, all they care about the seller is what they net. And as long as we can net them that number, then uh, I call it a marketing fee. I don't call it a commission on the sell side. As long as we can... Uh, well, we can make whatever we want on our marketing fee as long as they net what they need to net. Got it. And so you, you have like a menu of services that you use, which that's been around for a few years. Yes. And so you give them the option yes. of basically, what is it, five, six, seven, six, seven, eight? What is that? Seven, eight, ten. Seven, eight, ten. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So what is, what do you get, what's different between seven, eight, and ten? Ten is guaranteed sell, which we haven't been doing a lot of that yep. lately because people feel comfortable about that. Uh, seven would be what we call our premiere. And if you got the slide, I think I sent it to you guys. Oh, okay. Do we have that? Yep, there it is. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Mm -hmm. So premium, you can see what we what we get what they get for the premium. So the, you change the um, the percentages to letters to be compliant. So Correct. thank you for that. Correct. And so the premium has the professional photography, the marketing um, of thousands of houses on the, or thousands of websites, mm -hmm. virtual tours, flyers, coming soon program, professional. And that's the lowest one. That's the lowest one. Mm -hmm. And then the most preferred, Jeff, because it says it right there, most preferred program in the middle. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Of so, course. That's the one everyone goes with because yeah. that's the most preferred. Well, it's just like I had a coaching program before we met. I get it. Yep. <laughs> So they get the elite program. So yep. they get the 3D Matterport and yep. the Zillow Premier Placement, the digital farming, mega open house event, yep. Yep. inside sales team, postcard drop, they yep. get all that. Mm -hmm. And if they want to pay the most, but it's guaranteed, it's the one on the right. Correct. Got it. Yep. And so that's part of your pre-listing package and your listing material. That is not part of our pre-listing package. We don't even discuss that until we've agreed that our marketing works. Yep. And they have to agree to that. Yep. So there's three objections yep. for every seller. Yep. Marketing, pricing strategy, and then marketing fee, or yes. what some people call it commission. So you get the conf confirmation on price first. Yep. All right. No, on marketing first. Marketing so first. So, Jeff, do you feel comfortable and confident that our, our $25,000 a month marketing plan will get your property sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of hassles? Based on what I see, sure. Sure. So other than pricing strategy and our marketing fee, mm -hmm. is there any reason that you won't sign right now? I can't think of any right now, no. Okay, great. So then we go into our pricing strategy. We pull Got out it. the comps. Mm -hmm. And then we agree to a number. So, Jeff, yep. you feel comfortable about our marketing yep. and you feel comfortable about our pricing strategy. Yep, that's right. All right, let's start the paperwork. Perfect. So okay. we start the paperwork. We do all of the paperwork. And then the very last thing we do, I and mean, we do it all, residential property schools, the very last thing we do is we, we pull out our flexible marketing program mm -hmm. and we go to page two of our contract and we just decide whether they're going to pay X, Y, or Z. Got it. Okay. Which I know a lot of people in the audience, you know, there's a lot of limiting beliefs, right? When you hear something that doesn't seem common or you're thinking like, that's not realistic or that wouldn't work in my market. You can't hold on to those thoughts because those are the thoughts that are going to hold you back. Well, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte's hotter than a firecracker. It's top 10 in the country mm -hmm. and has been for a long time. Yeah. And it's always given Austin, Texas and a couple other cities a, a run for their money. Yeah. So if it can be done in Charlotte, it can be done in any city, yeah. hands down. One last question. When you think of all of the time that we've spent together, 
whether it be coaching or just observing or, you know, because you've had us out with your team several times to do team advances. I mean, you've been pretty involved in our system for a long time before it existed, obviously. So what would you say is like the one thing that, you know, you've taken away or that you'd recommend everyone else take away from the system, whether they're involved with us or not? I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, you know, our, our, when you walk into our office in our, in our uh, training room, it says our purpose is to, to, to set a standard uh, that is amazing in, a, in an industry that's completely broken. And you are, the, you are teaching the right way to do it. There's a lot of amateurs in this business, and there's only a few professionals. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, really everything that you are up here talking about it's, if you just go back and implement it, it, it'll change your world, it'll change your life in, in so many ways. On the prep call, when I asked him the question, I said, so what have you learned from Glover U? I'm like, I'm gonna finish with that question. He responded with everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I need more specifics, right? Yeah. I, I need a specific there. So yes. I think that you've done a really great job of giving us specifics, giving us examples, and I appreciate you checking the, as many boxes of the 13 that we shared a, a bit ago, and it's been really fun to watch you grow, and I can't wait to see you get to the next level. Well, thank you for all you've done for me. Thanks for having us on, Tom. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right, so I know we're about five minutes into the break, so uh, real quick, if you haven't had a chance, please make sure you get an opportunity to visit with any one of our, our great vendors out there. Of course, they help keep the ticket costs low and help us put on a lot of this. If you haven't had a chance to stop by the Glover U booth, say hi to some of our coaches that are hanging out there, and we will be back at the bottom of the hour, and guess what, when we come back... We've got a pretty amazing panel of Sue Warren, Andrew Pepper, Jeff Nielsen, and Eric Delgado. We'll see you back at 3.30. 3.30. Tell me something good. taking the time to join Jeff and Thomas today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today.